Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets fans. This is episode 70, and we survived the hurricane! Yay! Although Some I would have been a lot happier had it been called Hurricane Weekend, Sandy, but Maybe that's not the point right now, because tonight, at music, I'm going to be joined Maybe by the amazing, the astounding, <laughs> Mr. Brad, who's here to talk to me about Paranormal Activity 4. What's Paranormal Activity 4? Well, it's for scaring people at the movies. That's what Paranormal Activity is for that was terrible. So moving on, then we're gonna spend the night in a haunted house because Mr. Brad and I went to check out the new nightmare haunted house called Killers. Was it a killer or was it just filler? <laughs> the only time will tell. So you're gonna find out shortly after this. Hey, 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 cats and kittens. It's your old buddy the Pharaoh here. And I'm going to be here all night long, spinning the sacks of wax to keep you rocking in your socks and rolling in your soul till the sun comes up and all you vampire kitties got to get your butt home before we're swiffering your dusty asses up from the carpet. Before we get the show started, we're going to be mellowing things out because you see our host, Mr. Patrick K. Walsh, he forgot to play. A musical interlude that he promised to play in his last episode. That's right. He promised he was going to play us all a track from his super sexy, super suave, scary baritone friend himself, Don. D is in Don, Don Winsor. Now, this boy's voice is so smooth and so sultry. He's going to have all you ghouls and girls swooning in your coffins, no matter what gender or orientation you might be. And if you like what you hear, you head on over to www.donwinsor.com. That's D-O-N-W-I-N-S-O-R and pick up an album for yourself. Trust me. I'm the Pharaoh. Now, sit down, shut up, and be quiet because it's about to get sexy all up in here. Because D.S. and Don John Windsor is about to teach you about the hardest part of love. Oh, yeah. Oh, this son of mine I love so well and all the toll it takes. I would give to him a card and I would keep it clear of snakes. But the one thing he most treasures is to make his own mistakes. Oh, oh. Charging up the cliffs of life, a reckless mountaineer. I would help him not to stumble, I could warn him not to fear. I could shout until I'm breathless, but he'd still refuse to hear. Oh. But you cannot close the acorn once the oak begins to grow. And you cannot close your heart to what it fears and needs to know that the hardest part of love is the letting go. As a child I found a sparrow that had fallen from its nest. I nursed it back to health till it was stronger than the rest. But when I tried to 
Everybody, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens. My goodness. Well, you should just be happy that there's any episode at all because this is a disaster area. That's right. We're calling right from the epicenter. Calling. We're broadcasting live from the epicenter of Hurricane Sandy or Superstorm Sandy or Sandy Duncan or whatever the hell they're calling her these days. Well... I know there are a lot of people without homes, without power, and without lights, and without water, and I feel terrible for them, but the real loser in this situation, unfortunately, is you. That's right, you. Because my entire show plan, gone with the wind. And I don't mean in a funny, whoa, it just blew back, but no, it's blowing back through, and I don't mean in like a crazy Margaret Mitchell, I don't know nothing about birth and no babies kind of way. I mean, it is ruined. Let me tell you why. Because I planned to have a couple of special guests on this show talking about special events. For instance, I was going to have my friend Jennifer Elliott. You might remember her from last year. She came on and talked to us about the Nightmare Haunted House. And I was also supposed to have my friend David, the manager of the Jekyll and Hyde new club that... uh, the new Jekyll and Hyde Club, which is located in Times Square, is about to open. He was going to come on and talk about the Blackout Haunted House. And Bradford and I, we were going to talk about the new production that the Steampunk Haunted House people were doing. This full-length theatrical production called Then She Fell. Well, guess what? Then She Fell! Who's that? Oh my gosh. Yes, joining me in, this, in the emergency bunker at SQHQ, it is the one, the only, the amazing Mr. Brad. Who's that super fly, my bubba bud? You never seen a super fly, my bubba as bad as this Brad. Who's that super fly, my bubba bud? You never seen a super fly, my bubba as bad as this Brad. 
Hi, Patrick. Hi. How are you? I'm so happy that you can join me today because nobody else could. Because like, I was just telling everybody. We were supposed to go see Then She Fell on Sunday night. But, of course, that was when they, they cut the... Subway service. Yeah, they, they, the MTA was shutting down. They said, we are shutting down at 7 o'clock. And guess what time we were supposed to be there? 7 o'clock. So we said, well, that's great. We can get there, but we'll have to stay there forever. So that was canceled. That was the same night David was supposed to go see the Blackout Haunted House. Jennifer and I, we did get to go see uh, Blood Manor. Last year we talked about Nightmare Haunted House. This year we're going to talk about Blood Manor, but she's in the part of Manhattan right now that is in the dark. No power, no phone, no lights. It's kind of like Gilligan's Island, but without the coconuts. So, Mr. Brad and I are here, so we're going to talk about, we're going to fill in the gaps. We're going to get us through this dark period in history. We're going to make up some stuff about haunted houses. We're going to make up shit. We're going to sit here and read whatever the hell is on the desk. We'll get you through. Hang on, children. We'll all get through this crisis together. And also here in the bunker, cuddled up next to the microphone, is the seductive Sebastian Cat. Tyler, well, Tyler's on the floor, and right now he just started licking his butt, as cats always do whenever podcasting playing is involved. Playing the cello. Yes, we call it playing the cello because that's more elegant. And my apologies to anyone out there who actually plays the cello or licks their own butt. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, that's the low air pressure. I'm just so confused, Bradford. I'm sure there was other stuff to talk about besides the hurricane, before the hurricane, but at this point, I have no idea. I mean, for anybody outside New York who doesn't, don't, you know, never lives by the subway, um, has their car to get around, et cetera, et cetera, they don't know what a tremendous thing it is to have the public transportation shut down because... We can't go anywhere. You really can't. The buses are all shut down. Mm -hmm. The trains are all shut down. The commuter rails are all shut, shut down. down. And uh, unfortunately, it's going to be a very long time before some of this comes back because all of the tunnels under the East River and um, between Queens and Manhattan, Manhattan. and Brooklyn uh, and New Jersey for the first time, they were for the flooded. first flood. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. And you know, we're not like Shelley Winters. We're not going to be able to swim through those tunnels to get over there. Although it didn't really work out well for Shelley Winters in that movie. But that is not the point right now. The point is, is that we have been trapped in the house for what three days now. Yes, we're going a little stir crazy. So if we sound a little bonkers, deal with it because we're like two steps from eating each other, and I don't mean in a gay way. No. no. No, because the cats are going to eat us first anyway, because they're, 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 anyway, I don't know what I'm saying. Well, I was going to try to boil your brain as spaghetti noodles this afternoon, but. Spaghetti, I like you noodles. You wouldn't let me. I like noodles. You wouldn't let me. I know, I'm really fussy that way. <laughs> Honey, can I boil your brains to make spaghetti noodles? Oh. No. I'm playing no. I'm playing Xbox. Leave me alone. But in, in in all seriousness, um we're really lucky. We are extremely lucky because we are in we're in New York, but for some reason it the storm didn't touch us at all. I mean it did. We had the howling winds and the pouring rain, but there's no damage in our area. 
that we saw it all. We were out walking tonight. But less than a mile away, there were eighty homes that burned down. Oh yeah, and the the tunnel is literally you can walk to the the, the midtown tunnel from here, and that is completely underwater. So we are very, very lucky, and I feel really terrible that my some friends of ours are in the dark, and it's like, we can't even help. Be like, oh, come to, you know, you can stay with us, except but you can't get here. here. Oh, well, we'll be happy to bring you food, but we can't get there. It's a whole thing, and nobody knows when it's going to come back, and it's just really yeah. kind of a drag. I mean, you might be listening to this after the fact, but when we're recording this, um, they're saying it will be... We're recording this Tuesday night, and they're saying Saturday, maybe Sunday, before any of the subway services even starts to recover. Yeah, because that's the thing. You can't just flip a switch and turn it back on. When they say they're turning it back on, that alone takes days. Because they shut it down last year during uh, Hurricane Irene, and it was a good three days to turn it back on. So, yeah. So, uh, we're going to take up a lot of hobbies, probably. Quilting if, and, and, and... If we can get to them. And masturbating out the window on people as they walk by. Nope. No, that's a really bad one. I can't even say that. It's terrible. I should edit that out. I'm sorry, everyone. That was just rude. That was just rude. Oh, I forgot. We did have an important piece of news. It came the same day that the hurricane was, was, was starting to bear down on us, and it got lost, I think, in all the kerfluffle that happened online. But thanks to you... My beautiful screamers, for the third year in a row, Scream Queens has been nominated for the Best Gay and Lesbian Podcast Award. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. So voting starts on November 1st. Prepare for me to get extremely annoying starting that day. Now, I'm sure the show will be out. uh, uh, By the time you get this, November 1st will have already happened. Blah, blah, blah. So shush now. I'm going to tell them what they need to do. You've been great up till this f- part. This f- You'll be great up till this fart. Is what blah, I blah, always blah, came blah. out of my blah, blah, blah. I never say blah, 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 blah. Every day, please head on over to www.podcastawards.com and vote for me in the best GLBT category. You can vote once a day, but only once a day. You vote twice a day, both votes are thrown out, okay? And this time around, you have to provide your email, and they're going to send a verification. It takes two seconds to verify it. If you can do it every day, I will love you forever. If you can't do it every day, I still love you. But I could love you more. I'm just kidding. But anyway, I'm thrilled. And you're still not saying a word. I want to edit set of this out, but I was hoping to have a discussion about it. But you just shut up. Well, you got, you got. To, well, pause it for a second. Well, I don't. We need to say something about. I think we need to say something about the fact that you know there's been a lot of damage in the area. New Jersey. And we're back is, to the hurricane. Okay. Yes. Uh, New Jersey is definitely devastated, mm-hmm. um, and our hearts really go out to anyone mm-hmm. in that area. That Vaughn, we hope you're okay. I haven't heard from you on Facebook. And um, just, you know, it's we're, we're stuck here. We've been lucky because we haven't really been affected by the, the hurricane in our very, very small area of New York, but... 
it's all around us. Yeah, and yeah. We just we, look out the window, and you can see the skyline is all fucked up. We can see the skyline from here, and you can see half of it's black. It's weird. And uh, you know, it it has a great effect. On the other hand, there's some some I guess little positive things coming out of it, mm. and that is the New Jersey governor has decided that Halloween. Oh yeah, uh-huh. is going to be rescheduled and moved to a new day. Yes. So we have Halloween to we have, extend it. Yes, we have Halloween Redux. Redux. The uh, the big parade, the Halloween parade. Yeah, the New York City Halloween parade is always this huge, huge thing in the West Village. It's it's as big, if not bigger, than the Thanksgiving Day parade, even though it's not. Anyway, it's a whole landmark occasion. This is the first time ever it's been canceled, and people were very upset. And it's actually not been canceled, but it is just being postponed. I know. It's going to be rescheduled for next week. Yes. Which is also a very good thing. We're very happy. Yes. Being rescheduled and. Because that place, that thing is a freak show. That thing is a freak show. It's so much fun. And you can watch it on TV here. So you don't actually have to smell the freaks while you're there. Although some of you get off on that. And everyone's going to be extra freaky because everyone's going to be like, Ah, we're outside! Ah, other people! Ah! Oh my gosh! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so so Halloween has been postponed in New York. I hope y'all had a good one. We'll let you know how ours goes in about... Three weeks. <laughs> and the best part is it gives me another week or at least a week and a half of chocolate, candy, and little trick-or-treat snacks yeah, which is, to munch on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They should, if they push back far enough, they can just combine Thanksgiving and Halloween, call it Thankoween. That's really funny. That's hilarious. That is some quality stuff. Hey, it's better than Jesus Ween. And hey, listen, no offense to anyone who celebrated Jesus Ween. For those of you who don't know, Jesus Ween started last year and it was a religious based, duh, alternative to Halloween because uh, some people decided that there's too much Satan and devilly stuff in Halloween. Why don't we find the more holy side of it. Where's the Jesus in Halloween? Hence, Jesus Ween. I'm just curious if any of you out there celebrated it or know anyone who did, I would love to hear about it. And I'm not saying that in a snotty way. I'm just fascinated by it. I want to hear how it went. Inquiring minds want to know, because let me tell you, in New York, that ain't happening. New York City fully embraces the, t- <laughs> the satanic and creepy side of Halloween. So, anyway, so Jesus Ween. Thank Ween. How do you feel about that, Sebastian? Still not funny. Just, uh, shut up! It's hilarious. Still not. Funny. It's the funniest just, thing I have ever said. I'm I'm holding my penis to keep it from leaking. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I. Sebastian, come over here. Come over. Can I get away from the get away from the strange man? I, folks, he's not touching his penis, nor is it leaking. And if it is, I don't want to know about it. Thank you. I'm sorry. Allegedly. So I can't think of anything else to talk about in this particular section. Oh, well, let's go on to another big disappointment. Okay. Paranormal 4. You know, that's a good idea, Brad. We shall talk about Paranormal Activity Part 4, although it seems like we saw it about 150 years ago. We did see it last week. But we are going to take a little musical break. And we'll be back with you right after this.
And we're back. I'm here with Mr. Brad, Sebastian the Cat, Tyler Puss, and we're here to talk about Paranormal Activity Part 4. Of course, it's the fourth installment in the Paranormal Activity franchise, which is why they call it Paranormal Activity 4. It's Paranormal Activity, which is the title of the franchise with the number 4 afterwards, indicating that it is the fourth one in said series. And we had gone to see that, and we're going to talk about that. And what we're going to do first, though, is we're going to follow tradition, even though it's a crisis. Now more than ever is the time to lay back on tradition and listen to the trailer. <laughs> I'm sorry, there must be some sort of interference caused by the storm. Or perhaps we're having some paranormal activity ourselves. <laughs> we're not even drinking. Why aren't we even drinking? I don't know. Hey, we're out of booze. We're not out of booze. There's a little booze. Ah, it's a disaster! Ah! Oh, no! Okay, so Bradford and I went to see Paranormal Activity Part 4. And we figured, you know, hey, they're cranking about every Halloween, and we've enjoyed the other three. Yes, we have. Yes, we have quite a bit. Um, and we went, even went up to our little super-duper theater here in San... Uh, in Queens. In Queens, yes. Yes, it's so great. It's so great. This theater that we have, first of all, it's cheap. And if you go to the movies, if we'd gone to see this in Manhattan, it would have been $14 each. Here it was, I think, nine. Not even. Not even. Because we went on Super Tuesday. But the thing is that's great about this place, it's like if it's one of those like throwbacks to the 80s theater where it used to be a big theater, but then they divided it into like 12 parts, so it's all these like little teeny tiny theaters that still look like, oh, it's, it's really retro. There was one other guy in the theater when we saw it, and he... <laughs> No, there were there were more. Well, initially, was initially it was just one dude. It was the three of us in there for a while, and we all just started chatting, chatting, and he just turned around and goes, "I had to go to the bathroom." He goes, "This the conversation was so good." I liked him. He was nice. He was. He might be listening right now. I gave him a card, Bradford. You apologize right now. Put your dick away. Oh my god! Oh my god, Bradford! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is not the behavior that you have come to expect here on Scream Queens, the podcast where Hari gets pants, and I apologize for the behavior of the amazing Mr. Brad, especially since, oh my God, he farted right on the microphone. He actually stood up the camera and farted on the microphone. Haven't we suffered enough? Hasn't New York suffered enough? Yeah, the female here. Sebastian's dead. Sebastian just keeled over and died. <laughs> Live, Sebastian. Live. What the hell? I want a divorce. Oh my god. Oh. Does it even matter now? Does it even matter? Why do we? Why are we even going on? Oh. <laughs> oh. This is a crisis, Bradford. Pull yourself together. It's not the time to go to pieces. Uh, anyway, I hope, sir, if you're listening, <laughs> I enjoy the conversation. I enjoy making friends with our neighbors. I'm not accustomed to just farting on them just out of spite. 
Anyway, he was just saying that it was really retro. We were talking about horror movies, and it was a really nice conversation until now it's tainted. Now it's, now it's, now it's the conversation that smells like farts. Sorry, sir, if I ever see you in the movies again, I'll be like, you're, you're the guy that Bradford farted over. You see how quiet he is now. Now he's got nothing to say. Oh, look how quiet the room got. I'm Joan oh, Rivers now. Oh, my God. Oh, shh. Oh, shh. Can we talk? Can we talk? So anyway, Bradford, do you want to give a quickie plot summary? If you can remember, because well, no, I don't. I don't completely remember. It was based as a um, follow-on to numbers one and two. Mm-hmm. It opens with a dramatic scene, uh, kind of recapping number two. Mm-hmm. I think you just recap number two into the microphone, but your own number two. But that's nothing else entirely. Now, please continue. And um, we we discovered that the baby hunter and uh, you're just Aunt jumping Katie right into it. You're just jumping right into it. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say some people might actually still want to see it, Bradford. So we gotta be careful about spoilers. I don't like to spoil things within the theaters when they're not awful. And while this movie is not good, it ain't awful. There's a lot not great about it, and I would not recommend seeing it in the theater. But you know, when it's a you, disappointment. It was if a real you, disappointment. If you, if you liked the the first three, then I think you'll be disappointed with this one. Right, because the thing that disappointed me about well, it was kind of a real disconnect from the other three. It was really kind of hammered in the connection. Anyway, it's following a new family. It's this pretty blonde girl. Um, it doesn't matter what her name is, and she's got a she's got a kid brother, and you know her her parents, and she's got a cool boyfriend. They're always chatting on Skype, you know, because it's 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 the 2010s, and it's all modern and everything. And um, the thing that's going really well for the movie is that this girl and her boyfriend, who pretty much carry the movie, actually carry the movie. They're really quite charming, and it made me wish that they were in a better movie. And the cats are starting to fight. And Tyler is stuck in the rug. Tyler, Tyler, honey, Tyler, let me give you, come on, give me your paw. Give me your paw. Pussy emergency. Oh my God, Kitty. You are no help at all. Bradford just sat here, watched him suffer. But anyway, the kid, we have a job to do here, Bradford. Anyway, they notice some kid, you know, they, they play. What they played soccer? The kid, play, the kid brother plays soccer. Yeah, let's play soccer. And you know, there's some weird kid that hangs around. And it turns out that kid next, lives next door. And one day, her and her, uh, the girl and her boyfriend go to make out in her treehouse, and poof, that weird kid. I'm sorry, across the street. He lives across the street. The weird kid from across the street is just in the treehouse. It's like ten o'clock at night. Two o'clock? No, it was two o'clock in the morning. They said it was two o'clock in the morning. This kid is outside of his house and in the treehouse. Nobody else seems to think this is weird. No. This I think everybody thinks it's weird. No. I mean, the parents were like, oh, well, you know, he's, he's, he's home a lot. He's home alone a lot, and, you know. He just wanted to run. The parents were really dippy in this. Really extra dippy, which is a problem with it. They're so stupid. That it's painful. Um, anyway, this kid's... Actually, I really liked it. I'm going to call him Jacob. I don't remember what his name was. I'm just going to call him Jacob. Just had some weird, I don't know, 
well, you know, helping me. So, well, I was going to say, let's. let's I mean, you're getting into all the characters. Well, but the, the family that you're talking about. Yeah. The mother, the father, the the girl, the blonde girl, boyfriend. Blondie. We're going to call her Blondie for the sake of it. And the the little kid that lives with them, her brother. Yeah. Um. That's that's where we're doing all the filming. They set up the cameras to kind of monitor what's going on in the house. Well, yeah, because um, what happens is something happens across the way. We're never really sure what it is. Apparently, the this weird kid's mother, who we have not seen yet, has to be taken to the hospital. She's sick. We don't know with what. We don't know what happened. But the little boy, the weird kid, is coming to live with them until she comes back. And as soon as he moves in, weird shit starts to happen. Particularly, the blondie girl starts to notice. Or her boyfriend, who's a computer genius, says, well, hey, I can just run, come in and run cameras through the house like I do with Skype. And, you know, we could just see what's going on. And they see things that are going on. And like, like, as creepy as it is, I've been filming you and our, and our chats and how you sleep all the night. Yeah. I don't know anybody who takes pictures of people while they're sleeping. I don't either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is creepy. It is creepy to look at somebody's camera and find out they've been taking pictures of you when you're asleep. Very creepy. Very discerning. But that's not the point right now. Anyway, I just... It's really hard to talk about the story. Because we've seen it before. We've seen it four times now. You know, people get thrown around the house. It kind of always goes by clockwork. Well, I think I think the thing we said when we walked out that just kind of is it took an extremely long time for anything to start. Yes. It took us an extremely long time for anything to start. And then when it did start it was some of the same things we've seen before. Mhm. And that it didn't particularly tie all together no. the way the other the other no, or advance the, the these, the the, the, or not the, the mythos, for want of another word. Because here's the thing. I know a lot of people didn't like the third one. And a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't like the ending. It came out of nowhere. You know, they went to Grandma's house, and Grandma's a witch? What the hell was that about? That came out of nowhere. And Bradford and I said, no, it didn't. Because when we saw the first one in the theater with Fozzie Bear, we all said, there was some point that, that Tim Gunn-looking... Right. Psychic that came in, came in, who was, by the way, our favorite part of the movie. When he comes back at the end, he walks no, in the house. No. Oh, no. Okay. He was like, oh, hell no. Mm, oh, no. hell no. I'm out of here. You can all die. Bye. Nice knowing you. No, you stay here. No, stay here. Everything's fine. No, no, no. I just remember. I, I get someone else. I forgot I left the iron on. So, yes. I get out of here. Yeah, anyway. But he mentioned something that, you know, these, these people would promise their offspring to some demon for in exchange for wealth. And, you know, the firstborn male. And when, just by logical progression, we said, well, okay, if these two girls, this girl, if Katie is being tormented by this demon, what did her parents do? So when it turned out it was actually the grandmother in the third film, we were not surprised. And by the way, that's backed up through that whole third film. She's like sitting down with the... wouldn't it be great to have another child? I know you have two already, but wouldn't, wouldn't three be so great? Wouldn't it be great to have a boy? A boy. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful to have a boy? Because we need a boy. These girls aren't going to do it. But anyway, we're off the point. But it seemed to me, I, don't, I haven't seen the third one in a while, but it looked like the house next door was Grandma's house from the third film. 
And it just seemed, I don't know, there's a lot of coincidences. There was a really lot of shoddy writing. A lot of loopholes, and the end was virtually the same as part three. Yeah, you know it what? came I ch- out of nowhere. You know what? I changed my mind. I don't recommend this movie. I don't. If you see it on cable, that's fine. But you know, if you're a completist, fine. But I bet if there's a part five, which I'm sure there's going to be, you can actually skip this one. You're not going to miss anything. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm bored. Are you bored? I'm bored. I'm bored. We're bored. And you know what happens when we're bored? We're going to play some music, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the night, this year's Nightmare House when, um, what was this, what was the theme? Killers. Nightmare, colon, killers. No, that's right. No, no, no. No, no, no. got to say it right. It's Nightmare, colon, killers. Without a Z. Anything can happen on Halloween. Your dog could turn into a cat. There may be a toad in your bass guitar Or your sister could turn into a bat Christmas time brings the snow Summertime brings the sun But on Halloween your blood begins to run Something spooky is going down Gonna mess up every cassette from London to Idaho. April 1st can be fun. New Year's Eve is a bore. But on Halloween, your flesh begins to grow. Oh, I'm losing control. Sardine, your dentist could turn into a queen. Has anybody seen my tambourine? I may start playing, begin the begin. The craziest night you've ever seen. This hairy, scary, creepy, crawling. I'm here with Mr. Brad, Sebastian the Cat, Tyler Puss, and we're here to talk about Paranormal Activity Part 4. Of course, it's the fourth installment in the Paranormal Activity franchise, which is why they call it Paranormal Activity 4. It's Paranormal Activity, which is the title of the franchise with the number 4 afterwards, indicating that it is the fourth one in said series. And we had gone to see that, and we're going to talk about that. And what we're going to do first, though, is we're going to follow tradition, even though it's a crisis. Now more than ever is the time. Delay back on tradition and listen to the trailer. I don't know what it is, but I've just been hearing a lot of noises. And like all this weird stuff has been happening since the new neighbors moved in. Lights go off all the time, honey. It's happening again. The motion lights have been turning on and off every night. Yeah, right. I bet you it's gonna be that weird kid from across the street. Watch. You see him? What the hell? He's so creepy. <gasps> what is he doing? Freaky, right? Yeah. What's going on? Um, I don't know. It's weird. Alex, what's happening? 
I'm sorry, there must be some sort of interference caused by the storm. Or perhaps we're having some paranormal activity ourselves. We're not even drinking. Why aren't we even drinking? I don't know. Hey, we're out of booze. We're not out of booze. There's a little booze. Bo- ah, it's a disaster. Ah! Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my Okay, so Bradford and I went to see Paranormal Activity Part 4. And we figured, you know, hey, they're cranking about every Halloween, and we've enjoyed the other three. Yes, we have. Yes, we have quite a bit. Um, and we went, even went up to our little super-duper theater here in San... Uh, in Queens, Queens. In Queens, yes. Yes, it's so great. It's so great. This theater that we have, first of all, it's cheap. And if you go to the movies, if we'd gone to see this in Manhattan, it would have been $14 each. Here it was, I think, nine. Not even. Not even. Because we went on Super Tuesday. But the thing is that's great about this place, it's like if, it's one of those like throwbacks to the 80s theater where it used to be a big theater, but then they divided it into like 12 parts, so it's all these like little teeny tiny theaters that still look like, oh, it's, it's really retro. There was one other guy in the theater when we saw it, and he... <laughs> No, there were there were more. Well, initially, was initially it was just one dude. It was the three of us in there for a while, and we all just started chatting, just chatting. And he just turned around and goes, "I had to go to the bathroom." He goes, "This the conversation was so good." I liked him. He was nice. He was. He might be listening right now. I gave him a card, Bradford. You apologize mm-hmm. right now. Put your dick away. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, Bradford! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is not the behavior that you've come to expect here on Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. And I apologize for the behavior of the amazing Mr. Brad, especially since, oh my God, he farted right on the microphone. He actually stood up and turned around and farted on the microphone. Haven't we suffered enough? Hasn't New York suffered enough? Yeah, the female here. Sebastian's dead. Sebastian just keeled over and died. Live, Sebastian. Live. What the hell? I want a divorce. Oh my god. Oh. Does it even matter now? Does it even matter? Why do we? Why are we even going on? Oh. <laughs> this is a crisis, Bradford. Pull yourself together. It's not the time to go to pieces. Anyway, I hope, sir, if you're listening, (laughs) I enjoy the conversation. I enjoy making friends with our neighbors. I'm not accustomed to just farting on them just out of spite. Anyway, he was just saying that it was really retro. We were talking about horror movies, and it was a really nice conversation until now it's tainted. Now 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 it's the conversation that smells like farts. Sorry, sir, if I ever see you in the movies again, I'll be like, you're, you're the guy that Bradford farted over. You see how quiet he is now. Now he's got nothing to say. Oh, look how quiet the room got. I'm Joan oh, Rivers now. Oh, my God. Oh, shh. Oh, shh. Can we talk? Can we talk? So, anyway, Bradford, do you want to give a quickie plot summary? If you can remember. Cause... Well, no. I don't, I don't compul- completely remember. It was based as a um, follow-on to numbers one and two. Mm-hmm. It opens with a dramatic scene, uh, kind of 
recapping number two. Mm-hmm. I think you just recap number two into the microphone, but your own number two, but that's nothing else entirely. Now, please continue. And um, we, we discovered that the baby Hunter and... Uh, You're just jumping Katie right into it. You're just jumping right into it. Okay. Spooner, okay. Yes, okay. I was going to say. Some people might actually still want to see it, Bradford. So we got to be careful about spoilers. I don't like to spoil things within the theaters when they're not awful. And while this movie is not good, it ain't awful. There's a lot not great about it, and I would not recommend seeing it in the theater. But you know, when it's a you, disappointment. It was if a real you, disappointment. If you, if you liked the the first three, then I think you'll be disappointed with this one. Right, because the thing that disappointed me about well, it was kind of a real disconnect from the other three. It was really kind of hammered in the connection. Anyway, it's following a new family. It's this pretty blonde girl. Um, it doesn't matter what her name is, and she's got a she's got a kid brother, and you know her two parents. And she's got a cool boyfriend. They're always chatting on Skype, you know, because it's 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 the two thousand tens, and it's all modern and everything. And um, the thing that's going really well for the movie is that this girl and her boyfriend, who pretty much carry the movie, actually carry the movie. They're really quite charming, and it made me wish that they were in a better movie. And the cats are starting to fight. And Tyler is stuck in the rug. Tyler, Tyler, honey, Tyler, let me give you, come on, give me your paw. Give me your paw. Pussy emergency. Oh, my God, Katie. You are no help at all. Bradford just sat here. Watch him suffer. But anyway, the kid, we have a job to do here, Bradford. Anyway, they notice some kid, you know, they, they play... What, they played soccer? The kid, play, the kid brother plays soccer? Yeah, let's play soccer. And you know, there's some weird kid that hangs around. And it turns out that kid next, lives next door. And one day, her and her, uh, the girl and her boyfriend go to make out in her treehouse, and poof, that weird kid... I'm sorry, across the street. He lives across the street. The weird kid from across the street is just in the treehouse. It's like 10 o'clock at night. 2 o'clock, no, it was 2 o'clock in the morning. They said it was 2 o'clock in the morning. This kid is outside of his house and in the treehouse. Nobody else seems to think this is weird. Now, this... I think everybody thinks it's weird. No. I mean, the parents were like, oh, well, you know, he's, he's, he's home a lot. He's home alone a lot, you know. He just wanted to run. The parents were really dippy in this. Really extra dippy, which is a problem with it. They're so stupid. That it's painful. Um, anyway, this kid... Actually, I really liked... I would call him Jacob. I don't remember what his name was. I'm just going to call him Jacob. Just had some weird... I don't know. Well, you know, helping me. So. Well, I was going to say, let's... let's I mean, you're getting into all the characters. Well, but the, the family that you're talking about. Yeah. The mother, the father, the the girl. The blonde girl. Boyfriend, Blondie. We're going to call her Blondie for the sake of it. And the, the little kid that lives with them. Her brother. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where we're doing all the filming. They set up the cameras to kind of monitor what's going on in the house. Well, yeah, because, um, what happens is something happens across the way. We're never really sure what it is. Apparently, the, this weird kid's mother, who we have not seen yet, has to be taken to the hospital. 
She's sick. We don't know with what. We don't know what happened. But the little boy, the weird kid, is coming to live with them until she comes back. And as soon as he moves in, weird shit starts to happen. Particularly, the blondie girl starts to notice. Or her boyfriend, who's a computer genius, says, well, hey, I can just run, come in and run cameras through the house like I do with Skype. And, you know, we could just see what's going on. And they see things are going on. And like, like, as creepy as it is, I've been filming you and our, and our chats and how you sleep all the night. Yeah. I don't know anybody who takes pictures of people while they're sleeping. I don't either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is creepy. It is creepy to look at somebody's camera and find out they've been taking pictures of you when you're asleep. It's very creepy. Very discerning. But that's not the point right now. Anyway, I just... It's really hard to talk about the story. Because we've seen it before. We've seen it four times now. You know, people get thrown around the house. It kind of always goes by clockwork. Well, I think I think the thing we said when we walked out that just kind of, is it took an extremely long time for anything to start. Yes. It took us an extremely long time for anything to start. And then when it did start, it was some of the same things we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And that it didn't particularly tie all together. No. The way the other the other no, or advance the, the these the the, the, or not the the mythos for one of another word. Because here's the thing: I know a lot of people didn't like the third one, and a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't like the ending. It came out of nowhere. You know, they went to Grandma's house, and Grandma's a witch. What the hell was that about? That came out of nowhere. And Bradford and I said, no, it didn't, because when we saw the first one in the theater with Fozzie Bear, we all said there was some point that that Tim Gunn looking. Right. Psychic that came in, came in, who was, by the way, our favorite part of the movie. When he comes back at the end, he walks no, in the house. No. Oh, no. Okay. He was like, oh, hell no. Mm, oh, no. hell no. I'm out of here. You can all die. Bye. Nice knowing you. She moves in. No, you stay here. You stay here. Everything's fine. fine. No, no, no. I just remember. I, I get someone else. I forgot I left the iron on. So, yes. I get out of here. Yeah, anyway. But he mentioned something that, you know, these, these people would promise their offspring to some demon for in exchange for wealth. And, you know, the firstborn male. And when, just by logical progression, we said, well, okay, if these two girls, this girl, if Katie is being tormented by this demon, what did her parents do? So when it turned out it was actually the grandmother in the third film, we were not surprised. And by the way, that's backed up through that whole third film. As well, she's like sitting down with the... With, wouldn't it be great to have another child? I know you have two already, but wouldn't, wouldn't three be so great? Wouldn't it be great to have a boy? A boy. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful to have a boy? Because we need a boy. These girls aren't going to do it. But anyway, we're off the point. But it seemed to me, I, don't, I haven't seen the third one in a while, but it looked like the house next door was Grandma's house from the third film. And it just seemed, I don't know, there was a lot of coincidences. There was a really lot of shoddy writing. A lot of loopholes, and the end was virtually the same. As part three. Yeah. You know it what? Came I came out of nowhere. You know what? I changed my mind. I don't recommend this movie. I don't. If you see it on cable, that's fine. But you know, if you're a completist, fine. But I bet if there's a part five, which I'm sure there's going to be, you can actually skip this one. You're not going to miss anything. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm bored. Are you bored? I'm bored. I'm bored. We're bored. And you know what happens when we're bored? We're going to play some music, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the night, this year's Nightmare House when the... Um, what was this? What was the theme? Killers. Nightmare, colon, 
Kitten. No, that's right. The kid. No, 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 no. Gotta no. say it right. It's Nightmare Colon Killers without a Z. I was sitting in my room, dark and gray and crying. Someone in my life, I fear, was at the point of dying. A cold wind blew right up my spine. It was the break of dawn. A little voice way deep inside told me she was gone. Left and took the colors with her, buried in her grave. This is where we climbed the tower, this is where she fell. Then when her young heart stopped beating, I went to hell. surrogates at a non-human level physical objects my possessions other people's destruction of things that are cared about and then destruction of things that are living on a lower level small animals uh, insects animals and then finally people and i just started branching out uh, dogs cats i suppose it could have turned into a, a, a normal hobby like taxidermy inside myself i see everything i see all sitting there with a severed head in my hand, talking to it. It's a sexual fantasy. It's some pleasure. No man is truly innocent. We are all evil in some form or another. Okay, and we're back. And since it's Halloween here in New York, I always go out and check out haunted houses. And I come back and I tell you guys what it was all like. 
you know, giving you a virtual experience of my individual nightmares around the city. Well, this year, it looks like this is the only one I'm going to be able to talk about. So let's make the most of it. And joining me, (laughs) even after that horrible thing he did in the first half of the show, is the one, the only, the amazing Mr. Brad. Shut up. You're not getting a theme song again. What do you think this is? What do you think this is? Anyway, so we went to go see Nightmare, colon, Killers. Now, I realize I added a little gay S in there at the beginning, so it was like Nightmare, colon, Killers, because <laughs> I want to call it Serial Killers, but it was not called Serial Killers. It's just Killers. Now, my friend John Harlicker is one of the guys who runs this place, designs it, and helps come up with the idea. I used to work with him at the Jekyll and Hyde Club, and um, he's, a, he's a twisted little genius of a man. And he was telling us beforehand that they always put out an audience survey about what you want to see next year. And he said, for years now, the number one choice by a landslide, everybody wants to see serial killers. And this has put them in a moral dilemma. Bradford's not going to take the reins, so okay. This <laughs> No, sorry. I just passed in the ball and it went thud. Give him half a cocktail and he's useless. No, they, this is a moral dilemma because it's a, they, they've been hesitant to do it in the past because normally they're dealing with nightmares, with imaginary things, with phobias, with you know fairy tale creatures. Last year with vampires, what with that sort of a thing. But serial killers, this is real people with real victims and it's real pain. And they were always saying, "Well, if we're going to do this, we have to do this right. There's got to be a tasteful way to do this that's still going to be scary." And at the same time, he was also saying that as a society, we tend to look at serial killers and and somehow make them into, what's the word he used? He said said idolize. Idolize. Yeah, idolize the the serial killer, which is true. I mean, you see people running around with Charlie Manson t-shirts and, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, even if it's the movie ones, it's always the villains you know, nobody really gives a shit about the people who survive the horror movies. It's always it's Freddy and Jason and Michael Myers, and they're idolized. And he wanted, he was telling us he wanted to kind of take the bloom off of that rose to say, these are monsters. You know, you've, you've fluffed them up in your head into something else, but this, let's, let's take away the um, Hollywood sparkle off of them. And show you what's hiding underneath. Without being completely grotesque or rude to the victim. Right, without being rude to the victims. But like showing you the monsters, which is not... Yeah. And the, yeah. The psychological aspect of it. Because I think it is easy to, to kind of say, oh, this person has done something that nobody else has done, killed 20 people. You know, it, it, they've reached a new level. Or, yeah, or well, you know, people dress as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween and stuff like that. So... I get it. So yeah, just like the, let's talk about what he did. Let's show you what he did. Let's show you really close what he did and see if you want to dress up as him again. And in this aspect, the house was really successful. I was really surprised because perfectly honest, I wasn't thrilled last year with their fairy tales thing. They tried to deviate from the norm, which is usually shock the shit out of you with over the top blood, blood, guts, and gore. And said, go with something more eerie and, and ethereal. And it didn't work for me. 
Uh, it got great reviews. It was a good sell. Uh, I believe it was a hit. The house was still a hit, but eh, for me, it didn't really work. So I was nah, not really thrilled to go back because I've done this house several years in a row now. I'm thinking, where else can I go? But when the tickets came across and they were free and there were VIP cut the line tickets, I said, well, of course I'd like to go. And I'm really glad that we did. I, for me, it was their most successful. Oh, by, by a landslide. By a landslide. Um, right off the bat, too, because one of the things, when we were talking to John, we were standing in the lobby, and he said, uh, well, I want you to just take a look. Hold on. Before you get, you get the line, I just want to take you around and show you the displays. And what he has done, he's collected this gallery of serial killer memorabilia. They're actual things. Um, he got in touch with some collector who's got, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of serial killer memorabilia, and he loaned them to John and Tim, uh, the other guy who's the creator, to display in the, in the lobby just to help you connect that this is real. This painting, and like, they had John Wayne Gacy's paintings, like the, his self-portrait of himself and the clown and stuff like that. It's right there. Like, something that he touched is sitting there right in front of you. Or the Charles Manson stationery. Yeah, that yeah weird that, stationery that he printed himself. They were all artistic. The, they all painted or drew. Stationery from prison. Yeah. And, and letters he's written. And um, Jeffrey Dahmer's... No. Yeah, it was Dahmer's morgue photo after he was murdered in the shower, which was the only gruesome thing up there, but the rest of it was just its existence and so close to you was unnerving. And at one point, like, the, the clown picture of Jeffrey Dahmer, not Jeffrey Dahmer, I'm sorry, John Wayne Gacy, he's like, oh my god, I want to get a picture of that. And then my brain said, no, you don't. And I said, no, I don't. Because I wanted to go, ooh, 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 idolize it, idolize it. And then I said, Ugh. like, just the vibes coming off of it were horrible. And uh, he also had a whole bunch of yearbooks set up. And the game was find the murderer, find the serial killer. Right. And just like looking at, I was trying not to look at the names and just try to pick the faces out. I think I got all but one of them. Um, but still, it was disturbing. Just all these smiling people next to him and like some of them autographed. It was autographed. <laughs> Yearbooks were signed. Very scary stuff. But anyway, it's time to go in the house. Now, before we go in, they asked us a question, Brad. What did they ask us? If they could put a mark on our forehead. A mark on our forehead? Why on earth would they want to do something like that? Uh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're actually, you're actually giving them permission, these serial killers, to touch you? You did. I see. And they, he did, and so did I. And they painted a little red X on our forehead. And in we go. <laughs> no, in the first room, it was kind of like a waiting room waiting for the next group ahead of us to go through. But the guy in here was really funny. The guy who made the guy who made me stand oh, right. in the corner. Right. Yes. He made you do something too. You had to face the wall or something because you got mouthy with him. I I don't remember exactly. I remember. He was, he was uh, basically though he he had you stand in the corner. Yeah, because I was which yeah. I loved. Yes. I he caught me peeking. He's like, turn around, Vince, the car. Oh, and he laid down the rules. Right. Not to touch anybody, and he did it in a really good fun manner <laughs> he was kind of like he kept pulling people aside making them do things but it wasn't exactly funny in that haha kind of way there was a creepiness to it because, um, possibly because the only lighting was a single bulb 
hanging bulb, which as soon as we got in there, he started swinging a la psycho, and it was very unnerving. And occasionally he'd grab it and shine it right in your face and make you answer questions. And that was good. But basically, he was just waiting for the people in the room ahead of us to get out. Now, one of the problems with this house that I always have with this house is sound bleed. The walls are really thin, so you can hear everything else that's going on, and usually it means you can't hear what's going on in front of you. And that was a problem with me in this first room, which otherwise would have been really, really chilling. This first room, you walk into an old-style country kitchen. Well, the room following where... Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, the first actual room in the house, not this anti-room with the half-naked man and his swinging... Light bulb. Bulbs. Light bulb. Light bulb. Penis. Anyway, you go into this kitchen. There's a woman seated at a table. You know, she's all in black, 20-style clothes, and she's, she's not paying any heed to us. There's some voiceover that was happening. Andy, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a... Uh, just because movie it was, projection. It was like a that slide. Be, it was like a slide projection, sort of. But it, it had it that a, feel of a of an eight millimeter kind of film that yeah, it's kind of rolling. Yeah, it was just rolling on the side of the wall. It was just pictures of missing kids and the dates that they were missing, or the dates that just disappeared and the dates that they died. And really, some of them were old, like really old, um, going back to the mid eighteen hundreds and stuff like that. And it almost had a news feel to it. Yeah, but the thing is, this voiceover was somebody who was a child killer describing how he took one of these kids and killed him. And he's saying, like, how he didn't... Yeah, it's like, yeah, you thought, you probably think I fucked her, but I didn't... I did it for the pleasure. Yeah, I mean, he's like, yeah, it's like, that lit girl died pure. Just the way I was, that's the way I wanted her. I wanted her to stay pure forever. It was really disturbing if I could have heard it. But this was the thing. At the end of all this, this woman has just been sitting there. At the end of this, at the end of the presentation, she gets up and she comes over to the group. Why are you here? That's what she keeps asking to each one of us individually. Why are you here? Why are you? And I didn't know what she was going for. In the other room, I had been given the instruction to stay there. Like, you don't leave that room until that woman says what she has to say. And he made us say that a hundred times. And so I thought I'd be the smartass. I'm like, maybe, because she kept going from one person to the other and she didn't like any of the answers. And she came to me and, she, and I said, uh, to hear what you have to say. And she kept going. And eventually she just said, You come here for a night of fun? Is this my entertainment daughter. for you? That's my little girl. These are all somebody's babies. Why are you here? And eventually she'd like shoot you out, but it immediately took that fun tone out of it. I mean, it you're you're setting yourself up for something different here. And oh yeah, and this led into a courtroom. This was cool. I don't want to go like room by room because we'll be here all night. But this is a highlight. So we go in, and it's a courtroom. We're told to sit down. We sit down, and a guy in orange comes in. And you can tell by the wig and by the glasses that it's Jeffrey Dahmer. And he's handcuffed, and he's sitting down at the podium with the microphone, and he, he starts giving his, um, what do they call that? Not the appeal. You know, before they get their sentencing. Yeah, the, the sentencing plea, or the, uh, yeah, his, uh, yeah. Yeah, his plea, and it's all just about, like, I'm so sorry for what I did, and this, that, and the other thing. And while he's saying this, another Jeffrey Dahmer comes in. 
who's also saying this. And you get the impression this like Jekyll and Hyde sort of thing. Like, this is what I'm saying to you, but this is actually what my brain is saying inside of my head. And I'm laughing at all of you, you stupid sons of a bitch. And basically he takes out a drill and <laughs> drills into the brain of the first guy and he's using him as a puppet to say these words. And you're like, okay, get it, man. Lights down. Here's the monster. This is the man. This is the monster. This is the man. And it wasn't lights down. We had to go past them and it was a little, little bit the drill. But anyway. Uh, but if you haven't figured it out, this is the tone. Every room is kind of like this. It's got the shock egg value like with the drill. But there's always this ew. Ew, what a monster feel to it. Um, for the more modern things, for the things that were kind of like over a certain amount of time, uh, then it got cartoony. Jack the Ripper was cartoony, yeah. as was, um, I never remember this guy's name. He's the guy that was killing people in the 1800s, late 1800s. He ate a lot of babies, a lot of kids. His stuff was cartoony, I guess because it's so old. It's not likely that a relative of one of the kids is going to come by. Which I get. I get that choice. And you go, like, that one was more blah. Like, the girl's tied to the thing and her legs half chopped. There's the yummy, yummy. And he's like, blah. I have a cleaver. Blah. I'm chasing another blah. Blah, 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 blah. He never goes, blah, 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 blah. One of the things that impressed me about this house, too, was the use of the space. Like, you, it felt like it went on for a really long time. And... It used both the interior and the exterior of this building. Because at a certain point, all of a sudden, we're outside. Right. And just being outside was a shock. And I'm thinking, this is so smart. This is so smart to be using this out here. Because even if it was raining, this would be scary as hell. Yeah. And we're forced, we're told to go in this little, this little hut thing, this little utility building. Yeah. And you go in there, and the walls are covered in sheets of plastic, and there's this well-dressed guy in there with a hypodermic. And something about this room is different. Is as Patrick said earlier, you can hear in the other in the main part this constant this bleed sound, through, yeah, bleed through and stuff. This is quiet. Oh yeah, Very it's dead quiet. quiet. Yeah, so this guy has your full attention, and he starts talking really quietly, and it becomes really clear that this is Dexter, good old Dexter Morgan. I was kind of surprised he was here because he's not really a serial killer. That's a fictional character. But you know what? I didn't care because his actor was so cool. And this scene was really effective. He's, he's in this room and there's little body bags. I have to trust you. Yeah. There's body, there's, there's, there's plastic bags full and there's blood everywhere. And he's like, first of all, he's like, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? And the drunk girl's with him like, oh my God, you're Dexter. He's like, shh, shh. That's right. Listen, I gotta trust you. I have to make sure that you're my kind of people. Okay. Am I kind of people? Yeah, sure. Well, then you have to promise me that no matter what I show you, that you won't yell. You and, you, quiet. and you won't scream. That's why I know you're part of my people. Okay. And then we'll go to the harbor. Do you want to go with me to the harbor? Yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> but <laughs> He was so fun. This actor, I can't. I wish I was doing this guy justice. Like this, my favorite thing that he did. He's talking to them. He's talking to them about killing serial killers and how he's a good person for doing this. And he's, he's picking. He's picking up. A, you know, he picks up a. You know, a garbage bag full of. You know, he picks up a big garbage bag that's full. Anyway, and this one little drunk girl's like, he. He goes, looks at her, says something funny. She says, no. Because like, this isn't funny. Because, yeah, he's like, because I have a question for you. Do you know what 
sound a bag full of human organs and severed limbs makes when it hits the ground? She goes, no. And he drops the bag that he's holding and goes, that sound. It was very funny. And eventually somebody jumped out of a thing and everybody screamed. He goes, you're not my kind of people. Nobody's going to the harbor. Get out, get out. It was really funny. So I didn't mind. But then, oh yeah, Lizzie Borden was there too, which is fun too. Again, because that was 100 years ago and apparently Lizzie Borden didn't do it. But that was almost ghost-like because you had to watch. She was chasing you down a hallway, but there were axes coming through the walls as you're running. So that was really exciting. That was old school haunted house stuff. And so you're, you're getting this juxtaposition of real life things and this cartoon chase thing. Now, I got separated from the group at one point. Yes. When, we came, when we came back into the main building, we're coming in and we're going around a corner. And all, it's like I got confused because I'm like, are we inside or are we outside? Because I'm seeing the side of a house with a porch. And I'm like, no, we're inside. This is a set. And... We're coming around the side of the house, and I look in the window, and there's a big fat clown sitting on the couch watching TV. I'm like, oh, fuck. We're going to Gase's house. And we were. We had to go in, and he's sitting there on the couch being all fat and gross with his, with his, with his clown Extension. makeup. And he's got one of those long balloons, you know, those long balloons. He make balloon animals out of it, but he wasn't making a balloon animal out of it. It was an extension. It was an extension of his penis. It's a very clear penis thing. And I don't really know what happened after this because immediately after we get in, he pulled me aside, told me I was pretty. And he waved his extension at you. He waved his extension at me and he told me to go down into this little trap door to get some candy. Which, of course, I did. I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> well, we got shoved off into another room. Uh, I forget the lady... It was some killer person. Killer from the 16th century, 17th century. Oh, Elizabeth Bathory? Yes. Was that the, with the tub? I don't know. This was the slut who pushed us into her vagina. <laughs> you told me about this. I was so mad that I missed this. Because if you listen, last year, every year at this nightmare house, they have this weird inflatable tunnel thing. It's black, and it's like, it's, I don't know how to describe it. You have to push your way through it. Um, and it's really tight and claustrophobic, and it's this long tunnel you have to go through. And I always call it the birth canal. And then apparently this year, it was a birth canal. Yes. Because when I found out that they had it, I was like, oh, fuck, are you kidding me? And Bradford's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's this woman there, and she's being all slutty, and she goes, come on, push into this like you're going to push into me. I was like, eh. <laughs> I don't know who she was because I missed it. But I know Elizabeth Bathory was supposed to be there. Um, so, now, the, they did do something slightly different. Usually, you, you push your way through this. you push Through, the, through, through the birth canal. And when you come out, you come out into... The lounge, the bar, the end of it. Yeah. And it's like, it's done. Yeah. Well, you, and, and the whole time, it's, it's, this canal is all black. You can't see anything. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know which way to turn yet. And when, well, when you come out of it this year, they have you come out into a completely dark black room. Oh. So all of a sudden you come out and then you're hitting the walls of the, dark black room Helen trying to find Helen <laughs> it's the Helen Keller room 
your actual way out. And of course, the people behind you are coming out and pushing into you then, and you're like, uh, 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 wait, 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 wait. So if you've gone through this before, it was a bit of a surprise because... To come out into nothing. <laughs> to come out into this voided space that... Please don't say voided after you farted like that on my microphone. Thank you. Now, meanwhile, I'd been taken off by some one of the crew members who uh, was planning my surprise return to the group. Now, not last year... But the year before, when I went to the Nightmare House, there was a girl. My very, that's right. It was my very first Scream Queens Halloween. And that was the one with the weird circus bit. And there was a clown who was pregnant with this giant rainbow pube thing. And at the end of it, like one of the, the girl that had disappeared earlier came bursting out of the vagina. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to burst out of a vagina. But I didn't. No. No. But I, I forget. We did. After the, after the dark room, we finally came out. There was a room. And just as we're coming out and the lights hitting our faces and stuff, you popped out and it was all cloudy and. and yeah, that's a really effective room. When I I almost worked at their vampire house, but I couldn't do it because of scheduling. But when he tar- took us on a tour through the, the house, um, you know, even before it was cast, there was one room that was really effective. It was, and he said it was a mistake. It was just a room with nothing in it, and it was filled with fog. And it was lit pink. It was terrifying. And he's saying, what's so scary about that? I said, it's not that you can't see anything. It's just that all of a sudden you can't see anything, but you can see forever. Like you can't see, but all of a sudden you can't see the walls either. Like everything's just pink and it feels like you just walked into eternity. Right. And, but they wind up not using that in the Nightmare House. So I was really excited to see it here. And they had me hiding in some woman's, actually I was hiding in this woman's vagina, this angel's vagina. I don't know what had, that had to do with anything because I'm just going, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. And I'd jump out and scare them. And they weren't scared. I was scared. You were scared. You lied. But then eventually you get like, then it was Lizzie Borden. Then it was the, uh, the, um, Ed Gein, which was your standard Texas Chainsaw. Scene, it looked just like Texas Chainsaw, and we got chased by somebody with a chainsaw, and it was all good fun. I don't remember what happened after that, but all in all, I love this house. We got drunk. We did get drunk. Hey, and then a cat came and rubbed his head on the microphone. Why? Because cats love podcasting. Yes. But, um... But it, it was an extremely successful house, I yeah. have to say. It was, for me, the storyline tied together the... <clears throat> The displays in the front were very chilling. Yeah. Um, the actors were really good in this because they were actually required to act in this house and not just jump out and say boo. Right. It was very theatrical. And Dexter was very good and really kind of gay. He had that gay voice. Not complaining. Just saying. Just saying. Allegedly. But yeah, but apparently, well, I My figured. My husband had a crush for Dexter. Hardly. Well, that Dexter. Gay De- I like gay Dexter. Gay-gangster. Um, but I figure since we're talking about the hurricane and we're talking about houses, uh, I've been hearing from John on Facebook that, you know, they, of course, had to close. They're closed again tonight. This is like the fourth night in a row that they're closed. And he was saying that they donated their generators. Um, some of the big problems is like major facilities lost their even their emergency generators in New York City. Uh, things like NYU Hospital, which is a huge disaster. 
Yeah, I mean, talk about scary, and I just feel sad when I when I heard it. But um, the power went out. The hospital lost power. The incubators and the um, maternity ward. The maternity ward, obviously, um, they have to. They have batteries in them, but are very short. They were walking babies down the stairs mm-hmm. with nurses uh, going behind them, pushing the respirators, Respirator. uh, putting them in ambulances and carrying them to other hospitals. Yeah. And to see pictures of the 200 ambulances uh, lined up carrying uh, patients that were, you know, uh, life and death situations yeah. to other hospitals uh, was actually very chilling and scary. Yeah. And um, it, it, it comes back to, I can't believe a hospital that I've stayed at um, could be that vulnerable to a power outage yes. and, and not be good. So that's a very scary thing. Yeah. And the reason I brought that up at all is because uh, John was saying that he they, the house the nightmare house runs on two generators and they donated them to places that lost their generators. I'm not saying it was the hospital, but it was places like that. And so they're looking for generators so they can open up the house again. So if anybody has a backup generator that they can loan John Harker because he was a good Samaritan, gave away what he had so that other people could you know survive. Please let me know. And uh, I can't think of anything else to say about the uh, nightmare Colin killers. House, Bradford, so... Except that I had a great time. I had a great time, too. Oh, I forgot. I made a friend. Now, of course, what what, what night out, what description of any event in the Scream Queens universe is complete without a discussion of the entire evening? So afterwards, you know, us being suave society types, we need to eat <laughs> and we need to eat in style. <laughs> we need to eat in style. So we go to... This, this exclusive little Scottish restaurant called McDonald's. <laughs> and Bradford's ordering. And when we're in there, I realize we still have our marks on our head. Remember at the beginning yeah. of the house? We had to put little red X's on our, on our forehead so that the actors would know that it was okay to touch us. And so I go over to the little, you know, napkin and straw and condiment bar, and I grab a napkin and I'm wiping it off. And there's this whole table of people looking at me. And one of the, one of the men says, uh, excuse me, but what is this all about? What is it that you're wiping off? And I explain, oh, we just came from a haunted house. He's like, oh. Oh, and, really? And what was, this, what was this part about? I said, oh, well, it's silly, but it's just if you wanted, if it was a way to get permission for the actors to, you know, say, hey, it's okay if you beat on us. He was like, what? 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 How much does this cost? No, 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 no. You weren't there, Bradford. You were ordering ordering food. We're not there yet. He's like, excuse me? I'm like, well, that beat on us, but it just, and then eventually I'm just like, yeah, okay, I got to go order my food. I I order my, I get my drink. Bradford's still waiting for his food. I go to get my straw, and this guy's not done. Now, this guy is a rabbi, and he's got like six or seven other people with him. And um, one of, oh, the reason I went back is because one of the guys was like, hey, where's, where's this haunted house? I said, oh, it's around the corner. And I remembered I had a postcard. That's why I went back. I went oh. back to give this guy a postcard. 
I should never have gone over. I should never do nice things for people because I go over. You got engaged in the conversation while I'm still. I practically got engaged to the rabbi. Are you crazy? Well, because he says, "Look, just sit down a minute." Because I gave I gave the guy the postcard, and the postcard is a picture of Jack the Ripper with this huge knife about to plunge it into the throat of some hoe. And the rabbi looked at it and goes, oh, oh, and he folded it over, put it in his pocket. He's like, I can't even look at this. I can't even look at this. And his friend's like, can I have the postcard? I want to see. He's like, no, I can't possibly let you have this. Uh, uh, and he's like, listen, can I, I ask you a question? And I said, you know what, I really don't. I'm thinking to myself, I, do I really want to get involved in this? Do I should I just go back to Bradford, who's still online? And Suzanne, my acting coach, Popped into my head. She says, live in the moment, Patrick. Live in the experience. So I said, of course you can ask me a question. Um, now I wish you could see the face that I was making because he did this weird thing with his eyes where he'd like close his eyes sort of whenever he asked me a question. And it was, <laughs> if you've seen Waiting for Godot, how, 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 how Catherine O'Hara was being taught to act like you, you say your line and then you open your eyes and then you say your eyes and then you open your eyes. That thing, this is how we act. He's like, so I just had this question for you. I went, did you grow up in a repressed home? And I said, uh, well, no, I said, well, <laughs> yeah. I grew up Catholic. So yeah, I suppose I would say it was repressed. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that's what you were going to say. Eyes closed in like, kind of like at South Park in that episode with the Priuses where everybody was like in love with the smell of their own farts. Not you, Bradford. But that was that kind of look. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's what he was saying. He says, oh, uh. So that was my theory. I knew you were going to say that because I figured you have to have some sort of societal flaw. Like, I just figured these people, people who grew up in these repressed houses, they're just so cut off, you know, from like touch and from experience that they will actually pay money. They'll pay money to have a stranger grope them in the dark. It's like, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, and you pay all this money just to see violence just because it's touching. It's touching and you've never been touched like that. I'm like, no. Now, let me let me give my experience from waiting in line at McDonald's because you know there's nothing more exciting than waiting in line at eleven o'clock at night in a McDonald's in a bad neighborhood. And Patrick looks over at me from this slightly side room. And where I'm already, where I've seen, I've sat, I sat down at the table at this point because I'm I'm eating this up with a spoon now. I've met a new friend. And some of his friends are looking at me going, you want to join us? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, hell no. no. In the oh, words of that Tim Gunn no. psychic, oh, hell no. No, uh-uh. no. no way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, and I go, no, thanks. I've just got to, and I went over and found another table. Out of eyesight, everything. He's like, <laughs> I want nothing to do with what's going on over there. Praying that Patrick could then somehow either excuse himself from all his friends and come over and have... Oh, no, I'm in for penny and for pound at this point. Or... So, so now I've... Now I've been, yes. Or I would eat my food, and leave go. my food, leave his food, <laughs> and, and continue on my way home 
for something important that I would make up. To be anywhere else, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So now I'm now back to the table. Uh, I'm just been accused of being the kind of person who will pay money to have people grope me in the dark. And I said, well, actually, that's not entirely untrue. But no, I said, that's not that, that, that quite. And he, but the thing is, that was the short version. He was rattling on and on and on, and you cannot get a word in edgewise, and these other people are just sitting around in virtual silence. And I'm getting, okay, I get it. This is the guy who holds court, and you guys are the, I don't know, the backup singers? I don't know who you are. You're the, you're the Supremes. Yes, and... But you, I, you have to say, this guy does understand society at some point, because he said, you know, for more information... Holy, I'm not there yet. I'm not oh, there yet. Okay. There's whole other points in this conversation that we, we haven't gotten to yet. Because I said, listen, no, listen, I got I to gotta hold on there, tiger. I said, first of all, it's like, I go to these things, first of all, because I used to, I've worked in this industry uh, as an actor, as a designer, as a director. And so I'm always going to see what's new, what people have come up with, because, you know, this was my job. And I understand... Bradford, shut up! That is really insulting. A lot of these people are... No, that is, that is really insulting. A lot of these people are haunted house designers. I have at least seven people that are haunted house designers. And... I'm sorry. That was rude. And... I don't know where I was. You said you were going to these things because... You wanted to find... Right, and them. I said... And I said... And the reason I am going to say... Uh, I'm going to put the mark on my head is twofold. It's because, first of all, since I've worked in these houses, I know what it's like to work in these houses. If you have a sense that somebody is really withdrawing from it, like, you kind of get a sense of who to scare and who not to scare. Like, there, there might be that one that's a little timid that you're going to scare just because, you know, deep down it's going to entertain the group. But you can tell when somebody's gone too far. You get a sixth sense about it. You're like, okay, no, I'm not going to bother that person. So if I'm going through the house... Without that mark, I'm going to get a lesser experience. They might pull back from me and, you know, direct their attention to someone else. And I don't want that. And I guess that was one fold. That was basically it. And Bradford threw me off. And um, he didn't really seem to understand any of that. And the whole thing, he asked me how I lost my virginity. He took me aside. He's like, I just, I just want to ask you a question. Again, in this weird, like, I love the smell of my own fart's face. I just need to ask you this question. I just need to ask you this question. And you don't have to answer it. You don't want to. Because, uh, the first time you ever had um, sexual uh, satisfaction uh, with another person, did you feel guilty? Or, 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 or did you enjoy it? And I said, person? Stay out of this. Go eat your McNuggets. And again, I said, well, you know, I heard Suzanne going, you live in the moment, Patrick. Live, live, live experience. And I said, well, actually, it was a bit of both. I enjoyed it at the time, and then three, for three days afterwards, I was mortified and thought everybody knew. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, all of a sudden, it was just the weirdest conversation, and it went on and on and on and on. And he's like, you know, I'm a rabbi, and you can, if you want to uh, find out more about me and see my sermons online, uh... You can, you can visit me if you can remember the, the uh, URL. Unfortunately, it's, um, it's very, very easy to remember. I said, okay, well, well it is it. You know, I'm never going to go to this site. But he says, well, it's www.veryveryeasytoremember.com. I'm like, oh, my God, kill me. <laughs> kill me. <laughs> you, you have Just to admit, kill me. somebody that understands society. Just kill me. Very, very easy to remember. Dot com. 
So by all means, please flog over there. Tell him I sent you. Tell him I was talking about him on the show. Because, I don't know, is he the Scream Queen of the Week? No, because he'd, like, psychoanalyze it too much. So, no. No TR for him. No nothing for him. I think that wraps up Nightmare House. I'm really tired. All this, all this disaster relief has worn me out. Yeah. All this yeah, responsibility. Yeah. All this responsibility. Shut up, Bradford. You don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. I turned on the air conditioner. There's fresh air in the room. There what is no else, air conditioner. What else do you want? I think I want to play some music and then listen to some listener voicemail. So thank you for joining me, Mr. Brown. Enjoy. Survive. Guys. Survive the rest of the hurricane. <laughs> That blew. Hopefully the quality of this call is okay because I'm calling from my car. Actually, it's where I call better from. than most people's today. Uh, although it can't be much worse than some of the last couple calls that I've heard. Yeah, anyway, uh, I just wanted to say hi. It's been a while since I've called. Yes, it has. Um, I went to see Sinister uh, opening weekend. Really liked it. Um, Good. thought the ending was a bit of a letdown. Eh, but yeah. I thought the films themselves that he watched were so creepy. Thank you. Um, yes. That it really... It really carried a vibe through the entire movie. Um, That's a vibe. So I appreciated that. I mean, it wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. No. I would, I would definitely liken it to Insidious. Insidious was really good about three through, and then sort of dropped a bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Good. Good call. Anyway, uh, like I'm that. eager to hear about next week about or ne- next time you do a show about your haunted house experience. <laughs> well, year. I've only been to three so far. I've been to. Um, <sighs> Right Factory in downtown Philly. I've been to Penhurst Asylum, which is out in the boonies. So jealous. PA. And I have been to Frightland, which is pretty much Delaware's only major haunt. Uh, had a good time at all of them. Um, Fright Factory was their opening night, and they were doing two-for-ones. Uh, could have been better, a little bit tighter and stuff, but Ooh, you got to give them... 
uh, some pass when it's an opening night. So I always try to keep that in mind. Please stop saying uh, opening. I've also seen a couple of uh, horror movies this weekend. Okay. I watched Dust Devil, the, direct, the final cut. Oh, okay. And uh, a movie called The Reeds. And uh, the they Reed? were both oh, decent. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't give them tremendously high marks. They're definitely watchable. Neither of them were terrible. Um, I've probably rated them about the same. I thought Dust Devil had a really interesting premise to it, a little a little different than your usual horror movies. Yeah. And uh, I thought uh, The Reeds had a nice kind of creepy atmosphere. Um, it, that was a very confusing movie, especially at the end. But uh, I know I'm not the only one, because when I went on message boards on IMPD, there were a lot of people that were confused by it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that was really it. I know there was something else I wanted to say, and I'll remember I think there is, because you come back twice. Hang up. So, uh, anyway, you have yourself a good day, a good week, and I'll uh, talk to you later. Bye. Oh, yeah, I did want to add one more thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I am most likely going to check out Chiller Theater uh, Convention this week, Ooh. coming up weekend, Parsippany, New Jersey. Um, probably just for maybe half a day on Saturday, I'm coming up with a friend of mine. So. Yeah, well. Although the... The, uh, the title implies it's the horror convention. It really does seem to be all over the place. They have a lot of, like, former TV stars from your youth or our youth uh, at those conventions. And... Ooh, two buzzers in one day. Lucky me. Oh, Mr. J, it was so nice to hear from you until you screwed it up by going overtime. And... I know how how heartbreaking that is for you because I remember the first time you went overtime, you were inconsolable. You were just, just bereft even. And so, gosh, it must be embarrassing to do it again. I gave you a pass the first time. This time, <laughs> loser. Anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed uh, Sinister. I There was so much I liked about it and there was so much I didn't like. And, um... Did I say... Yeah, you said you didn't like the ending. I wasn't thrilled about the ending, but in... I decided that it ended the way it had to because in my mind there was kind of a Shakespearean note to the ending, like a Shakespearean tragic ending in that Ethan Hawke had a fatal flaw. His ambition and that hunger to get that novel done and to get the next big thing made him blind to everything else, so therefore it ended the way it had to end. Um, yeah, there's other movies you mentioned. I'm so jealous you got to go to all these damn haunted houses, but, you know, we... We had a hurricane, so there, ha. Well, I guess you had a hurricane, too, because you're in Delaware. Well, our hurricane was better than your hurricane, so meh. Uh, those movies mentioned, uh, Dust Devil, I saw the director's cut, and I just remember it being really, really long. Really, really, really long. Really, 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 really long, and I had stopped caring before it was over. And The Reeds... If that's the movie I'm thinking about, was it the British movie about the, the people on a, on a, like a, a, a tour boat? sort of thing, through reeds, reed waters, and there were ghosts or something. I got about halfway through it, and I turned it off because it started to give me a headache. I don't normally turn off movies, but I I think I was making my way through the Horror Fest films. That's a Horror Fest film, is it not? You're not going to answer me because you went overtime. And uh, I think I just gave up on it. And I'm going to give up on answering this phone call right now because I see you call back two more times. And I don't know if I'm going to go directly into it or if I'm going to spread you out within the other calls because that's a lot of J. I mean, I like a lot of Jay, but that's not the point right now. Hush your mouth. God. And it's Jay the Honk. I'm calling back because I got caught off. Oh, I didn't get caught off. I guess I went over my time limit. Yes, you did. Boy, it 
time goes so fast when you're having fun. Anyway, I just wanted to leave off the fact that, uh, yeah, I'm going to check out Chiller. I've only been to it once before, got some interesting autographs. But I'm really going up more for the dealer room uh, this time. Drug dealer? And uh, I do have plans to see Paranormal Activity 4 in the theater. And I'm sorry. Most, most definitely a concept that is close to my heart, Silent Hill Revelation. Because I am a big fan of the Silent Hill game. So okay. I'm very much looking forward to that. The trailer made it look better than the original Silent Hill, which I thought was just okay. It did. Anyway, that uh, is it this time. Talk to you later. Love the show. Keep up the great work. I Bye-bye. love you. I love you. Oh, that was very sweet of you to call back, Jay, with the rest of that information. Now, now not only do I love you, Jay, I also love your podcast. Because Jay's one of the panel members on the Life on the Shitlist podcast, otherwise known as Lotzel, L-O-T-S-L. And I enjoy it because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a comedy podcast that's often very funny. A lot of comedy podcasts I listen to aren't that funny. But these five folks are quite funny. So it's Jay the Haunt Cub, it's Brenda Boo, it's Toppy Smelly. That Peter G. and I think Dr. Weston, I think that's the, the whole panel. Occasionally they have guests, and um, I get a kick out of it. But you know what? I don't get a kick out of it. When you guys devolve into the low, self, the low self-esteem shows. You've had a couple now. Like, it started off like the title had something to do with, like, hey, what did I do with my co- – oh, why am I getting hair down there? So I think I'm going to get an exciting show about pubic hair. And instead, I have to hear about, I hate this party part of mine. I'm fat around the middle, but I have nice ankles. But, you know, I really hate my nose and my eyes. And I know – and all five of you, I'm like, get a grip, girl. You're all gorgeous and suck it up. So that's what I got to say. So start sucking, Jay. Suck it up. Suck it down. Suck it any way you want to suck it. You got it. Artistic license for me. That was a pig noise. Okay, bye. Hey, Patrick. This is Edward out in Phoenix. And hey, Edward. I hear that my calls previously have plugged up your motherboard and caused it to crash and burn. No, so no, no. I no, thought no. I would try really quick to recapture the certain Joie de Vivre or whatever I had in my first ones. Gesundheit. You know, better. Um, saw VHS and anthologies. Typically, they have that bridging story. This one, I think, truly suffers for it. Yeah. If you got rid of that bridging story, the other stories would just be the ups and downs of quality. Well, an anthology movie, yeah. To an anthology. But that bridging story is so unwatchably horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Yeah. Edward. We lost Edward. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, Edward. This is terrible because I see you didn't call back. So that meant you didn't know you got cut off and you're just talking and talking and talking. I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. Listeners, you have to understand, poor Edward. Edward has called in numerous times. His calls have never been played for one reason or another. First, he called in and the live episode was happening, and we couldn't play any of the voicemails. And the week after that, I forget something happened with the voicemails, and I can only play some. Oh, right, there were so many that I was going to bump him into the next week. And then, I don't know, one thing led to another. Then the computer board blew up, and was still not fixed. So I have all these calls from Edward that are sitting there on my hard drive that I cannot get to. And now, it just got cut off mid-call. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I don't know. I guess I don't, it's not you, Edward. It's me. 
It's gosh, it sounds like we're breaking up. That doesn't sound right at all. But um, and listen, Edward, you're not alone because there's a lot. There's a couple of other calls that got lost. I'm not even sure who off the top of my head, but I know you were in there because I kept saying, "Oh my God, I have so many calls from Edward that I have to play." But I know I lost some emails from listeners too because I downloaded them to my hard drive and now I can't get them because I deleted them from the site. But I know one was from Xanax Do. He wrote me a very nice email, and also from Latasha, who, it was the first time she contacted me, and also I believe she'd first be called Nikki, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, so Nikki and Latasha, whatever it is, she wrote this really beautiful email, and I said, oh, I can't wait to read this because it was so nice, and it's now stuck on my hard drive. So, people, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just an idiot. I'm just, I'm just a victim to technical nightmares. And this, that, and the other thing. But anyway, Edward, I'm sorry. Listeners, I'm sorry. Everybody, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do you want from me? Blood? Well, you can't have it. I'm using it right now. You can have some cookies. Come and get them. Oh, that's right. (laughs) You can't get through the tunnels or the bridges. Oh, well, cookies for me. Next call. Hi. Yes, this is Mr. Brad. Oh, Jesus. This is a first-time caller. No, you're not. And, um... The bedroom stinks so bad from me farting. It made me think. Is there a horror movie that features farts? Bye. Okay, Screamers, I hope you realize now you've gotten a little glimpse of what into my day-to-day life is like in my little humble home that you might begin to get an inkling of an idea of how much of... The conversation in any given day revolves around Bradford and his farts. It's a lot. I mean, he farted, like, live on the air before. And now he just called up to talk how he stinked up the bedroom. Like, that was news. Because, believe me, it's not. And I just shake my head. And just and now that he's literally airing dirty laundry out to everybody. I mean, I, I'm aware of the fact that I can't go anywhere without... If, if I don't take clothes immediately out of the washing machine... I really can't leave the house because everything smells like farts. Everything. That's probably why Don left so quickly. My friend Don, Diz and Don's on Windsor who stayed with me. Was supposed to guest on last week's show, but then left abruptly. It was probably because of the farts. He was too polite to say, fuck you, Don. I know why you left. And you took my Paul Lynn Halloween special CD DVD with you. Bastard. But are we talking about Don? No, we're talking about Brad from Farts. And I think we're done with this topic because, ew. Ew. I'm, 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 I'm ashamed that you had to see this part of my life. But you know what? Scream Queens has always been a no-lie zone. Try to keep it as real as possible. And the inside of Bradford's ass is about as real as the world gets. Well, Jay the Hot Cub again. Yeah. Oh, hello. Hard to believe, isn't it? Oh, uh, uh, I did forget the one thing that I did want to add. Um, yes. That I was thinking about, and that was the video game Sinistar that you, were, that you uh, brought up in the last podcast. I used to love that game. Run, run, you, run. You are completely correct when you say that it was not beatable whatsoever. No. It was very difficult. But I think I found the lion slash devil head thing so intriguing, and it, and it, when it would come at you and roar and shit like that. It was scary. Really, uh, that's what really drew me to it. Me too. Uh, I remember you used to have to shoot these little asteroids in the game. Yeah. In order to get these little chips that you had then a, then had to pick up and use as ammo against the uh, the building of the base. Yes. The base got built so fast there was almost no way to really uh, nope. to really ever kill that thing, or at nope. least not that I ever found. Anyway, that was it. Sorry to bother you. Bye. 
Oh, Jay, come on now. Any day with a call from Jay is a beautiful day. And any day where I get three calls from Jay, well, God damn it, I must be shitting rainbows by now. But... <laughs> Okay, somewhere over my ass rainbow. That's terrible. Yes, yeah, Sinistar was so hard. So frustrating. But it was so fascinating. It was scary when that thing started yelling at you. I hunger. Run. 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 Run, mortal. Now, I do remember I destroyed the Sinistar a couple of times, but the thing was they just started rebuilding it immediately afterward. There was no satisfaction. There was never... There was no... There wasn't like that little... You know, on Ms. Pac-Man, you had the little dance sequence thing where they come out and go, Nothing that. None of that. Went right back into it. No breathing room. Nothing. And eventually, you just got so freaked out that it ate you always. But I guess that's just life. That's what evil is. It just keeps rebuilding itself in a new form. Except it wasn't a new form. It was the same fucking form, which is really annoying. Clearly... Clearly, this defense mission had not come up with the proper technology to deal with this problem. It just, well, just the amount of quarters that I put into that damn thing, they should have been able to build some kind of Sinistar super nuke thing. But they didn't, Jay, and I'm glad you feel my pain. Or no, I, I'm glad you empathize with my pain. I'm sorry you had to go through that, but if you ever need any counseling, you know, if there's any way I can make you feel better about that, you know, we can share our experiences and I don't know. I got nothing. Okay, bye, Jay. Hi, Patrick. It's Lauren. I'm hey, sorry about Mrs. that bitch hurricane Sandy delaying your trip to Then She Fell. Bitch, not you. But I'm going to leave a spoiler-free review for the show. Okay. Um, so it was the characters from last year's steampunk haunted house in an abandoned, like a real form of abandoned asylum. Yeah. Um, which is creepy. Uh, I went with my friend, and she was split off into a very small group. And I was split off all alone for Ooh. at least the first three scenes, and I got the champagne room treatment, which I'm not, Ooh. I can't really talk anymore about, but let's just say it was very sensual with the things that the women had me do, stuff that, not gross or dirty, but... No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I a lot of money for, yeah. anyway, to do. Um... And uh, there was incredible attention to detail, like oh. every last prop. And oh. um, just the way the scenery was set up, it was just this amazing, skilled attention to detail. And uh, I'm afraid to say anything else, uh, lest they leave a spoiler. Yeah. Um, and as far as the experience there... And then I got back together, and she was like, I was kind of, I didn't sound kind of sexy in parts. Is that dirty or wrong? And I was like, no, no, I did too. It's normal. Um, we also, we saw two people who were in the haunted house when we were, but they were deaf. And when we, it was like the saddest moment in the world when the four of us, you know, we all recognized each other. Uh-huh. But then it sort of sunk in that we couldn't talk about this amazing experience that we just shared because yeah. we didn't speak yeah. the same language. So there was some sort of smiling and weaving, and that was, you know, it. And uh, my friend and I were staying with our friend, who is a, was a professional ballerina. So, uh-huh. um, you know, we, talked, we stayed up to like 3 a.m. talking about it with her afterwards. Great! Um, I'm about to run into the buzzer. So um, I am going to sign off right now, and um, I'll t- call back with more spoilers. Off you go. Okay. 
Oh, Lauren, thank you for calling in. Now, for those of you wondering, what the fuck is she talking about? Well, I'll explain to you what she's talking about. Just keep your damn shirt on. Uh, Lauren had got to, she'd come to town a couple weeks ago, and she got to see that production of Third Rail, well, sorry, she got to see Third Rail's production of Then She Fell. What's that, you say? Well, Third Rail Productions, they did, they've done the Steampunk Haunted House in New York City for the last couple of years, and this year, they decided instead of doing the Haunted House, they were going to build on this Haunted House concept into a bigger production. I really don't understand how it works. Apparently, it's similar to, um, somewhat to Sleep No More, which I've talked about twice on the show. Go back, look it up. And uh, and that this kind of, I don't know, interactive experience that's dreamlike and nightmarish but beautiful and horrible at the same time. And um, yeah, so she got to see it and I didn't. Because, because I almost said Katrina, because of Sandy. Damn you, Sandy. But um, yeah, the good news is that they've extended they found a permanent home at South Street Seaport, and it's going to be there in starting in December. And uh, I, had, I had a talk with Tom. He canceled my tickets, which was which was good, but he just refunded the money, so I didn't get rescheduled yet, which is actually good because I need the money right now, but that's not the point right now. I'm going to treat myself to a Christmas present to go see Then She Fell. I'm glad you got to see it. I'm sorry I didn't get to see you when you were here again, and I'm glad you had something to talk about till 3 o'clock in the morning. And I can't wait to dish it with you when all is said and done because I'm sure... Y'all got to dish, y'all had different things to talk about too, because you also had different parts of the show. Oh my gosh, that's why I love these people. Anyway, thank you, Lauren. Goodbye. Goodbye. My dinner's ready. We pause while I eat my chicken. Hey, Patrick, this is Trey. Hey, uh, you were talking about Sinister on your last podcast, so I wanted to call in and get some thoughts uh, about this weekend. Wonderful. And I gotta say, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I thought it was Aww. mostly forgettable. Um, now, the one thing I did like about it, the whole movies in it were really disturbing, oh, really yeah. creepy, almost very realistic, almost faces of death. Like, I, I, um, yeah, so yeah. that was great. The movie got stuck to a great start, and then just kind of kind of nowhere. Um, yeah. First thing, it was way too long. It's an oh, hour Jesus. and fifty minutes, yeah. and it just didn't need to be. It needed to be an hour and a half. It would have been even good as an hour-long Masters of Horror segment. There just wasn't a lot of story to it, so yeah. it just. It felt too damn long. Um, second thing, the characters behaved. In, the things they did, they had to do the otherwise the movie would be over. It was that kind of horror movie where they make stupid decisions because if they acted like real people, the movie would be over. Yeah. Um, Ethan Hawke, you know, he moves into a house. He's researching a, a killer who killed off entire families, and he soon begins to realize that someone or something has him in his sights. Now, the movie set up why he, why he stays in the house, and it makes sense, but at that point, even the real father would get his kids out of there because he's putting his kids in danger, and Ethan Hawke doesn't. And yeah. I understand why he doesn't do it, but it made him really unlikable, and it just felt really stupid and like a movie cliche. And also, the supporting uh, yeah. characters, especially the, the deputy and the professor, who was played by Vincent D'Onofrio, by the way, who must have really had a paycheck. Oh, the deputy and the professor yeah. existed only to give exposition. It was so obvious that they would come in, give some crucial, crucial pieces of information they needed, and then they'd walk out. Leave, I yeah. mean, he goes to the professor with some sort of weird thing that he's found, and he tells the professor, I don't know what this is, and the professor goes, oh, of course you're in for obscure, and I know everything about it. Here, let me tell you. Yes. And it was just so hand-distant and sloppy and obvious. That I it just, thought so, too. Once again, it just made this movie that. seem really poorly written, very sloppy. 
And also, I didn't think there was a whole lot of atmosphere to it. Now, the, the home movies were really creepy and set up a really gritty, almost faces of death type feel. And then after that, it just seemed very one note. Yeah. You're stuck in the house, and eh, maybe a little creepy, guard. but not enough. Not enough for an hour and 15 minutes no. of non-plot. No, You know, the movie gets into some really dark areas, some really almost taboo subjects. But I never felt like it really went there. I never felt like it really tried to push the creepy angle to it. It just seemed very middle of the road. And that's my fault in the movie. It wasn't a badly made movie. No. No. It just wasn't good. It was just a little bit better than average. So, Sinister, I just, it's good as a little, you know, and I don't think you'd feel terrible if you paid to see it, but I just can't recommend Oh, Trey. Oh, no, Trey. Oh, sweet Trey. Sweet, dear, blabbermouth Trey. Blah, 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 blah. That was you. That was you. Okay. That much said. Aw. Too bad. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said. It's not a good movie. It's not a great not a great movie. It's not an awful movie. It's It's got its moments. There's some things you mentioned that I do want to talk about. First of all, you're right that the second half of it does not live up to the first half. And I think this I think I said it about this or it might have been some other movie. When you inter- introduce something so extreme at the beginning when you start explaining it, no matter what they give you, it's not going to be great. And what they gave us was really not that great. I mean, I would almost would have gone with a more open solution, something that you couldn't possibly understand, but you know, it is Hollywood. But uh, for me, the movie died when the ghosts show up. And I figure it's been out long enough and I could talk about it. The, the, the ghosts of the little kids didn't work for me at all. Their makeup didn't work for me. I thought they were, it was hackneyed and obvious. And they were annoying. That's when I went, oh, this is where we're going? And it lost me. Because up until that point, I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Like, is it possible that this is not a supernatural being, that it is some sort of a cult, or is it a person, or is it like like, like a cult that's been carrying this on for years of some sort? So that's when I thought when Vincent D'Onofrio showed up, things got interesting, and Don Diaz and Don Don Windsor agreed with me because he's such a weirdo anyway, and he knew everything about everything right away that we said, huh, why does he know so much about this off the top of his head? And also, we were still dealing with the missing kids at that point. Where are these kids? Are they dead or alive? What happened to them? And at some point, like, his assistant walks through, and he's like, oh, no, thank you, Jennifer. I don't need that right now. And she had the same name as one of the missing kids. And I said, (gasps) maybe he's got the missing kids. Maybe they're the cult now. And then I thought his appearance was interesting just for that much. Aside from that, when it was actually all all said and done, I was like, eh, whatever, eh, whatever. Um... Raincoat. Why did I write down raincoat? Oh, I love the kid in the raincoat. That was the only thing I, the one ghost I really liked because I realized that was the girl with the lawnmower. And she had the good sense to put on a raincoat before she did her lawnmower thing. And I said, that's a smart little girl. I like her. And uh, yeah, it was too damn long. And you said it so many times. You said it so funny. Every time you said the movie was just too damn long. That movie was just too damn long. And the rent is too damn high. Trey, that's what I got to say to you. Um, the other thing is you're saying, like, he, there was something about the movie that I thought there was an inevitability to it, possibly, because, you know, they, they, those, those, those movies clearly were not there beforehand. The police would have found them. They would have been there when he looked at the house. They were just sitting there in the open. Someone would have seen them. Somebody put them there. 
So I began to feel like maybe this is how it goes. And I thought maybe it was trying to go the shining route with his descent into madness, which is why he didn't behave in a normal fashion. However, however, had he done what you said and took the kids and left, it really wouldn't have worked out anyway because that's what Mr. Boogie was waiting for, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And you know what? You can't argue me. You can't argue with me because you ran out of time, blabbermouth. Blah, 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 blabbermouth. Thank you for calling, Trey. Bye. Hi, Patrick in New York. This is uh, Patrick in Chicago. Uh, Hi, Patrick in Chicago. the show. I'm really, really enjoying going through the back catalog. Yay! I've been looking for a long time for a good horror movie podcast. I'm glad I found it. Um, I love the Halloween uh, episode. Um, I was listening to your review of I'm Not Jesus, Mommy, which is a, just an amazing title. Isn't it? And it struck me as very familiar, and I was trying to figure out where I heard this before. And then it, then it hit me. There's a, there's a comic book miniseries uh, from Vertigo that came out uh, in that started coming out in July. I think it might be wrapped up by now. Uh-huh. Uh, called Punk Rock Jesus, and it is the exact same premise <laughs> as I'm Not Jesus, Mommy. Um, it is about this corporation that is, uh, co- you know, doing cloning, and they take cells from the Shroud of Turin, and the difference would probably be the approach, because instead of being sort of a Catholic uh, warning, science is bad uh, kind of reading, it's actually more about, you know, corporate America, and it's about the question, is anything sacred? And the okay. is no. Like the, they inject the Jesus fetus into uh, an American Idol type of reality show. What? Because it's like America's Next Top Virgin. Oh, um, and uh, and it's, so it's all about that. And it's, uh-huh. it's really interesting. It's actually a good one. So I don't know if you read comic books. But I don't. You wanted, that sounds great. If you get a good take on that story, might be worth checking out. Um, I know you're sort of raised. I had a question for you. I know you're sort of raised on you know, 80s horror films and stuff. But I was wondering about. Uh, I was wondering about if you had any favorite Universal horror films. I recently saw uh, The Invisible Man for the first time on the big screen, and I was blown away by it. It's so, so funny. So uh, I, I don't know if you ever talked about Universal horror films on the podcast, and uh, I'd like to hear maybe what some of your favorites are. All right, okay. uh, keep up the great work. Bye. Oh, Patrick from Chicago. Patrick, 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 you hot, sexy man. You're probably wondering, how do I know you're a hot, sexy man, Patrick? Well, I'll tell you. Because your name's Patrick! Hello? Hello? A lot of people don't know that you cannot legally have more than three Patricks in one room. Because we're so hot that we are actually a fire hazard. Back me up here, Patrick. It's true, right? Of course it is. I tell no lies here. I make up no ridiculous stories. But I do have to make up ridiculous sound effects because my computer is still not working properly, so I don't have access to my sound effects. So please forgive me when I say that you're a first-time caller! Yay! Yay! That was ghetto, but you know what? It's fun. Yay! Yay! I'm going to do it again. So good call, Patrick. I enjoyed this. Um, Punk Rock Jesus sounds amazing. Amazing. And I love that it has the same plot of I'm Not Jesus, Mommy. I, I, just, I, just, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine that someone behind the, behind the scenes of, of, of I'm Not Jesus, Mommy was like, hmm, this comic is really good. Let's make it Christian. Yay. Um, but you never know. Weirder things have happened. Weirder things have happened. And Jesus was 
the, the punk rock Jesus was born out of an American Idol contestant. I don't see how you get punk from that. I really don't. I mean, I could see how you get a punk from that. You know, like, that's a punk-ass move. But no, no, no. That's, you know, but that, anyway, thank you. That's very interesting. No, I don't read comics. Um, I have no problem keeping up with what I'm doing here as it is. And no, I wasn't exclusively raised on 80s horror movies. You know, like I've said, well, you haven't been listening for very long, but I've said on earlier shows, I, I grew up with the old monster movies from the 50s and 60s, you know, on the 4.30 movie here on Channel 7, which means nothing to you, but um, it was important to me. God damn it. But the Universal horror movies, I don't cover because everyone else has, I think, said everything you could possibly say about them. Um, but if you want to know my favorites, I, I like uh, The Wolfman quite a lot just because Lon Chaney's performance is so sad. It's so tragic because he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, he's the villain, but he's not. I like that dichotomy. But the one that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, the creature from the Black Lagoon. I remember just seeing a little clip of it when I was a child and I lost my mind. I was maybe four or five. And it was weird because I was fully aware that it was a man in a rubber suit, even at that age, and yet it still scared the living crap out of me. So there you are. I guess I just don't like fish lips. Of course, now it looks like the fish people on, on SpongeBob SquarePants, but that's not the point right now. And, oh, man, I remember seeing the Black Lag- uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon on regular TV as a kid because in the 80s they started showing 3D movies in 3D on regular television. And it was a torturous, torturous ordeal, ladies and gentlemen. You have no idea because you had to go, you, you saw in like the TV guide or whatever that was coming on, you had to haul your ass down to the 7-Eleven or a McDonald's or some crap and pick up those shitty red and blue glasses that when you actually watch the movie, they could actually cause your brain to melt inside of your head because it was so painful. But was it worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the 3D was kind of... 3D, or that just might have been the stroke. It was inducing. Now, I want to point out, Patrick, that you have to be hot because this is the second time I've recorded this response to your phone call. Because for whatever reason, my initial response sounded completely unintelligible. Which meant my phone call completely sounded like this, and it was completely unintelligible. But I'm going to put at least for half of it, and that's your hotness. That's the two Patrick hotness fucking up the works. So you can imagine what three would do, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just tell you. It's hot. But since the second half of the call came out okay, I'm going to smoothly segue into that one seamlessly. Merging my way. With the past. Time travel, time travel, time travel. Would have migraine brains falling out of them because it was so painful to watch, but I watched it anyway. And it was awesome. Despite the you know, the tumor that it probably gave me. Anyway, Patrick, so much I thank you for calling. I'm so tired of speaking backwards now. I'm speaking in Yoda. That's what you've done to me. See, that's the power of the Patrick. I get just one other Patrick in my vicinity, and immediately I start to, my wiring gets overheated. 
And now I'm just burning, doing the neutron dance. I'm so happy, doing the neutron dance. Okay, when we've degenerated into the fucking Pointer Sisters, it is time to wrap this bitch puppy up for another week. So if you want to be like all these amazing people who c- called in and made the show even better than it was going to be, by all means, give me a call at 347-767-3509. Or you can write me at crew at e- crew at screamqueens.com. Sorry, I got distracted there because now Brad's computer is making a weird popping sound. I guess I just have the death touch all of a sudden. Oh, you can also like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter, and you can also head on over to www.podcastawards.com to vote for Scream Queens for Best GLBT Podcast. Uh, Voting is open every day between now and November 15th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so please go over there once a day, every day, and vote, 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 and be sure to verify your vote with the email that they send you. And don't do it more than once a day because they'll know and then they both don't count. And that's not cool. That's just not cool. So next time, I saw a lot of stuff during the hurricane, just like quickie stuff. So I might be focusing a lot on that. Hopefully, I will be getting in touch with David from the Jekyll and Hyde Club to talk about the Blackout Haunted House and possibly a movie as well. Hopefully, I will be hearing from Jennifer Elliott to talk about Blood Manor. And... Who knows what other surprises we have in store, but um, until then, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, Lord, that storm's coming in. We better start hunkering down. Although I never liked that word, hunker. It sounds like something your grandpappy made me do over a glass coffee table once, but that's not the point right now. Bye. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com. Bitches! One last thing before we wrap things up this week, Screamers. I just wanted to take a moment to say that when Bradford and I recorded our segments earlier, it was the day after the hurricane. And to be perfectly honest, we had no idea of the extent of the damage that had gone on. So I apologize if we sounded a bit flippant about the whole situation. Honestly, we were just happy about not being touched. But now that we've discovered that it's now... Ooh, Saturday morning, and there's still people without lights who've lost their homes, and, you know, the people in Staten Island and Far Rockaway who haven't seen any assistance from FEMA, even though they've been devastated. It it just doesn't seem... It's not sitting well with me the way we talked about things, because I, I don't... I just wanted to say that my heart and my prayers go out to everybody who's affected, 
and I don't know what else to say except just uh, hold on. And yeah, I realize that is a, this is going to be a really cheesy sound cue, music cue, but I, I don't, that's how I speak. It's my inner language, but um, so hold on. We, we're, we've got your back as much as we can, all right? So I, I don't know what I'm saying. What you've got to do is finish what you've begun. I don't know just how, but it's not over till you've won. When you see the storm is coming, see the lightning part of the skies, it's too late to run. There's terror in your eyes. What you do then is remember this old thing you heard me say. It's a storm, not you. Come fly 